Oh my God! Thank you, Urban Dictionary, for using new words. Lacey sent me a thing about Chugi like a week ago, and I, I, and then all I've seen is Chugi everywhere since then, like in Vogue articles and like Chugi this and Chugi like there, the the deep state made Chugi a thing, Roy. That's what happened. <laughs> hey, listeners, welcome to our our special are we recording? episode. Oh yeah, we are. Oh, this Chugi, is remember. Roy. This is all oh, good. Hey, Roy, you want to get some jiggy? <laughs> I didn't know we were recording. I would have done more. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is all going in the show. Yeah, it better. I'll go in that show, boy. You need to get jiggy with that show. <laughs> for, for for those who are listening to this special episode who don't know what jiggy is, would you explain to our listeners what jiggy means? From what I understand, it is an insult slang term Gen Z is using to battle the the millennials because there's this there's this now epic Lord of the Rings style battle between Gen Z and millennials, which Roy and I sit firmly in the Gen X camp and we just don't give a shit. Yeah. But, you know, the millennials have been ta- attacking the Gen Z's well the Gen Z's are not coming back with this. this chugi, which means like played out 90s style is what chugi is. So I don't think it's wrong to say that Roy and I are very chugi and proud of it. Yeah. We're taking the word back already. Yeah, we're chugging and we don't give a shit, basically. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Put it down, flip it, and chuggy it. <laughs> oh my god. And I don't I can't think of any segue into why we're doing this special episode, so <laughs> wait, hold on, I'm bringing back something from an old podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's not working. I was trying to do Tugboat Chugi, but it didn't work. <laughs> Wasn't that a Rogers and Hammerstein musical? It was. It was. I did it five times in high school. <laughs> I played a dead one, sailor number three, baby. <laughs> so we uh, did a special episode last month with. Um, well, now no, it wasn't last month. It was two months ago. God, it's been already. I was going to say, how long ago has it been since the Justice League Snyder Cut came out? Uh, <laughs> it it was eight years ago and also last week. So, <laughs> yes. But, um, I mean, we decided once in a while that we're going to do, you know, additional episodes depending on, you know, what's being released out there into the world. And this one's been around now for a while, but it's finally dropped on to stream um stream platform specifically shutter to be able to to watch and that film is psycho gorman uh yeah, which, which which is currently sitting with a nice 91 percent certified fresh on rotten tomatoes and for damn good reason um you've not experienced this film yet have you i have not i have not um watched it yet no i i know of it um, everyone and their brother has told me to watch it, but you know it was unavailable outside of you know red boxing it or buying it, and it just hadn't happened yet. Um, it's what a friend of the show would refer to as a meant to see it. Um, up to this point, when I can now just log into Shutter and watch the hell out of it. So and thank God too, because yeah, this film is a must see. I, I I I saw this earlier this year when it was available to rent, and I immediately bought it 
and so much so that I actually bought the physical media version on Blu-ray. That's how committed I was to wanting to own this movie. Screw the digital copy. I wanted the physical media. So this, this falls film. into the same category with you as Rats because you own physical media for Rats. <laughs> yes. So this is on the same page as Rats for you is what you're saying. Yes, pretty okay. much. Um, Psycho Gorman is directed by Steve Kostansky. Yes. yes. Um, the man who brought us uh, such things as Manborg. Have you uh, seen Manborg? Roy? I have not seen Manborg yet. It's on t- my, I'm calling it's on it my right now. Seat. It's right now the next movie that is my choice. I think it's November is Manborg. End of story. <laughs> I'm making the announcement now. Prepare yourself. Gird your loins. Get chuggy. Manborg is happening. On <laughs> I swear, get chuggy does sound like something that Rick would say on Rick and Morty. It, does. it is a Rick and Morty. It has to be, right? <laughs> Like they introduced this, they found some influencers to use Chugi so that then they could make an episode about Chugi. <laughs> Come on, Morty. It has gotta, to be. We got to. We got to get Chugi. We got to get Chugi. <laughs> yeah, it has to be something. It has to be. I'm. I'm. It's not. It's not over. There's something going on. Regardless, yes, we are going to do Manborg. That is my. That is my next choice. I have. Two films chambered, and they both just got dropped for Manborg because it is that worth watching. <laughs> I cannot believe you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, now you not cannot seen... watch it until we do the we do it. The only two uh, besides Psycho Gorman, the only two movies that this man's directed that I've seen is Leprechaun Returns because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for the Leprechaun movies, and of course The Void, which is just a phenomenal. If, 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 listeners out there, if you've not seen The Void, you simply must. It's a great film. Um, so when I found out that he was directing this, I instantly knew him for the void and I was like, okay, uh, I'm already interested. Then I saw the trailer and saw that it was a send up plus love letter of all of the movies I grew up watching as a child in the eighties and Mac loving and the, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, Mac and me. It's, it is, it is, an, it is a, it is an heir apparent to Mac and me. <laughs> There is no other movie that like Mac and me, and it is exactly like Mac and me, except for Small Wonder. <laughs> she does look like the girl for Small Wonder. She does. For, what is she doing now? Can we get her on the show? Where's Vicky from Small Wonder? Oh, God. She's probably laying low or something. Like, I don't She's want anybody to know. physics teacher at Stanford or some. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. I'm looking up what she's doing. <laughs> But um, Psycho Gorman takes uh, first. First of all, it is an absolute love letter to the schlocky, like like trauma pictures from the '80s. Pretty much, it's it's in that same vein with the practical effects. At some point, really, you know, being obviously practical effects, uh, some great costume work, over the top gore. Just absolute silliness. Characters that you question whether or not you actually want to like them, especially the little girl who looks like Small Wonder. Um, just it's just such a silly, silly ass film, and I love every second of it. And I can't wait to hear your reaction to this thing because it's it is really. It, it, this is up our gear house. It really is. It really, it, it's just such a fun film. It really is. I, you, you will never hear the phrase hunky boys the same way ever oh, again. Yeah. Thanks to this film. Um, <laughs> uh, 
just 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 some great moments, absolute great moments. Uh, I can't wait to discuss this one. I really can't. I'm excited. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to be doing um, some more of these once in a while. I mean, I got a, we got a couple of other ones, and I got a couple of ideas. Like I know that in June we're going to do uh, because the long lost George Romero horror film, The Amusement Park, is dropping on Shutter in June. So we're like, I mean, I plan on watching it. So that would be a good one. Um, another idea that I have for us in the future is to examine the phenomenon that happened. Uh, in the late 1990s, early 2000s, that were the thumb shorts. Uh huh. Yeah. Thumb I don't wars know. and thumb wars know. and thumb tannic you know and all is? that. Do you know what that is? Legitimately, according to the definition. Chuggy. It is so chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> but someone, God bless them, has uploaded every single thumb short onto YouTube. Oh my God. Yeah, and I went, oh, yeah, we're going to have to do this. But I didn't want to do it like an actual episode episode. I was like, okay, we're going to do something on the side for these stupid things. So, right but, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we did it for Justice League, and it, it worked. Um, I, I can, I'm really hoping that you have fun with this one. Oh, I, really I, I'm, I am positive I will. Uh, and also, Vicky is a registered nurse in Boulder, Colorado. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yep, I knew I knew it was going to be something like that. No, I am super excited for this. Like, you know, it's definitely firmly in my wheelhouse. Uh, what was uh, Turbo Kid? Uh, it's know, very Man- much in the line of that. Yeah, it's very yeah, much those, in the line of Turbo Kid. Those are uh, Future Man on Hulu. If you haven't seen Future Man. Um, those are the those are the things that that really really I go out of my way to watch. So it's kind of shocking to me that I haven't seen this yet, but I'm glad that I haven't so that we can experience it on the show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the film stars absolutely no one. Um, it's, it's it's a it's a cast of no ones. Uh, for it being a low budget film, there's some pretty impressive shit that happens in this film. Um, the the film is just absolutely outrageous. I, I will let you know right now, the little precocious small wonder girl is anything but precocious. She's she's a total psycho bitch in this film, but that's done on purpose. Um, and I can't wait for your reaction to the climax on the final battle. I really can't because that's just that that just had me in stitches so much. Well, and keep in mind, the director, the guy that did Manborg and the guy that did The Void is is actually a like chief, like lead makeup artist. Like, oh, yeah, he he this. yeah. So he's done makeup in Clown, Suicide Squad, Crimson Peak, you know, a bunch of stuff for Star Trek Discovery, um, you know, the Mortal Instruments movie for take that at, at its, you know, at its whatever that's worth. Silent Hill, Resident Evil, Wrong Turn. Um you know, he's done makeup for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, you know, when you watch void and when you watch Manborg, and I'm sure when you watch this, that attention to makeup detail comes out. In yeah. a big- Especially on our, our title character, psycho Gorman. I mean, the makeup on this guy is phenomenal. And I, I, I applause to the actor, Matthew Nineber, who was in that makeup for the whole entire film, because it looked like, a sweat box on his body. It really did. Um, but it's just, it's, it is a very impressive work of makeup that's on, that's going on on him there. 
I'm into it. I'm into it. And these guys aren't anybody. Has the guy done anything else? The psych, the guy who plays Psycho Gorman, has he done anything that we would recognize, or is he just this is it? Um, I'm looking up right now, and I'm not recognizing anything. It looks like it was a bunch of all like uh, made for sci-fi channel movies and stuff How like that. Easy, easy killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know I'm. You know. You know I live in that world. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, that's another one that eventually went – speaking of sci-fi channel that I want to do that eventually drops is uh, Aquarium of the Dead. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean oh, – sure. I, I, I mean it just – I was kind of nervous about watching the trailer because the asylum can be hit or miss with their films. And the the film sold me with the the zombie star uh, the the zombie sea stars. When that happened, I was like, okay, I'm sold. I have to watch this. This the <laughs> the zombie attack with the sea stars. I was like, oh my god. Um, the other movies he's done is Transference, Disasters at Sea, and an um, upcoming movie called Death Valley. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready to watch this thing, Roy. Oh, I'm ready I'm, to go. I'm ready to revisit it, and I'm ready to hear your reaction to this thing. So, so when we get back, uh, we're getting chuggy with it um, as we discuss our reaction to Psycho Gorman. Get chuggy. All right, there we go. We are friggin' back. <laughs> we are friggin' back. <laughs> Frig you, Roy. Frig off. Frig off. Um, Frig oh you. My- I, 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 again, uh, I love this movie. I really do. I'm in the camp of uh, really enjoying this film a lot. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I, I had a blast watching this again. I don't understand how it isn't everybody's cup of tea. Like, <laughs> like, it, it, like, so I hadn't seen it, right? Um, it was, it, it had a level of, I guess we'll call it gore, right? <laughs> but it wasn't like, it wasn't an insane. It wasn't like zombie Holocaust or anything like that. Oh, um, it, it was weird, but it wasn't like it was like, oh, I can't watch this. It's so weird. You know, I'm, I'm confused as to like what people would have had a problem with, you know, when it came to this movie, I guess. Well, I know that uh, people who are not a fan of it, their number one complaint they have is the little girl. They can't stand the little girl. And I'm like, yeah, well, she's she's supposed to be a brat. <laughs> you know, that's part of the satire is that she's not the precocious, cutesy little child who befriends the alien. She's an uber bitch. You know, so <laughs> she's the complete polar opposite. And and the power gets to her head when she realizes she has control over like the most dangerous being and. 10 dimensions it does but it doesn't like it's it's within the confines it would be it would be what a a, 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 like you said it would be like what a brat would do with that kind of power Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not a takeover the world like she didn't know she was going to turn her wannabe boyfriend into a giant brain monster yeah (laughs) like she didn't know that was going to happen it did happen you know and and my argument there is if the argument is that, um, you know, that she should not be okay with it, then the argument on the other side is that everybody, including the kid's parents, shouldn't have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. 
but they are. So. They are. Yeah, they're just like nothing happened. I mean, it's just or either that or they're just such denial about it. But <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean the the parents, for, you know, the deadbeat dad and the over and the overworked mom. Um, you know, at first they were you know scared as they should be of this alien being who's threatening to kill them. But then we cut to during the awesome frig off. Um, musical number and we'll discuss the frig off thing in a moment uh they go on a shopping spree to find psycho gorman some new clothes they they did a montage <laughs> yes and they landed on um oh what's the actor's name uh uh in the mouth of madness sam neil from jurassic park is where they landed somehow mm-hmm. that's the outfit they chose <laughs> yes <laughs> so good so weird like what why it's so what i love about this movie is that you know here we have you know we got these over-the-top gore moments when they hit and we've got this these you know horrific looking creatures and monsters and situations and everything and psycho gorman discussing what you know he's going to do to the kids once he gets a hold of the amulet and everything yet they found a creative way to curse in this film with the use of the word frig um, they, they took a hard R-rated movie and just didn't curse in it. Like they held to the PG-13 rule of cursing somehow in mm-hmm. this nightmare movie that they have. So there's even a whole sequence in the movie where they're explaining how to use the word frig to PG, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, of course, we get the, you know, the, the, the rock music number Frig Off, which is just a great moment. I just I love that whole, like, ridiculous montage segment that happens. It was, I mean, it was like there's so many things I, I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, you know, this there's so many things happening here. Not only is it just such a fun, ridiculous movie to watch, like not only is is, is that going on, but it's also every episode of the power Rangers that I watched as a kid that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, because like you get this scene where, you know, this, this creature, they find the amulet and the creature awakens and she realizes that she can control this creature, but they find this, you know, they, there's a scene where all of his evil generals, which we find out there's no good or bad, really. It's just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Um, evil, his evil generals come to earth and they they're really well done, but they all look like Power Rangers villains. They certainly do. And, and it's great. And and they and, and what I love is like they all have these powers, and then we get to that one thing that looks like a walking washing machine, full of human parts. <laughs> full of human parts, and his superpower is to just shoot blood at people. Just shoot, just apropos <laughs> of nothing, just fountains and geysers of blood. Um, like, you have the witch character, you have the the sword fighting robot man, who is my favorite. Oh, the cavalier robot was great with yeah. the with the with the with the robotic uh, pirate bird on his. It was like yes, like uh, yes. like Bo- Bobo's cousin from Clash of the Titans or something. So good. <laughs> It's so good. Like everything, the, 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 the quote unquote good guys were great too. Like Mm -hmm. I really, I, my favorite character in the entire movie was the dad. The deadbeat dad. Yeah. I loved, I loved the deadbeat dad. Just, just his overall demeanor and line delivery was, that guy was fantastic. 
Like that guy needs to be in more stuff. Like he did a great job. Um, you know, and a major plot point of this film revolves around something similar to Calvin Ball, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, Just I was no about reason. ready to ask about about Cal what you thought about the whole Calvin Ball stuff going on. Because it's exactly what you know, it's exactly what would happen in one of those movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly what would happen if if this movie was toned down a little bit, if this was from the eighties, if it was a sitcom. You know, we're going to settle the fate of the universe by playing this ridiculous game. And their reactions to playing the game are fantastic. When he's talking, when uh, when Psycho Gorman's talking to, I think it was the mom, when they had the switcheroo. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the switcheroo. <laughs> oh, no, it's the switcheroo. <laughs> and what I loved is, is that, I mean, they're talking about the whole thing and everything, uh, you know, about how to get everything done and then pandora is just like could you explain the switcheroo the to switcheroo. me again <laughs> she got confused about that and when they're even teaching it to pg he's just like is anybody getting this game <laughs> i mean <laughs> no he that that um that character's combination of the voice actor and the the body actor did mm-hmm. a great job with body language to match the the script you know and, and and then matching that to the to the voice was fantastic because you know about halfway through the movie he really becomes he goes from you know being this uh essentially what what i would consider like it would be like if I think we mentioned Small Wonder in the last one. It would be like Vicky from Small Wonder gets control over Darkseid or yeah. things. You know, so he comes out hot like that. And then you go through a period of him just being defeated. And then he comes around <laughs> to actually starting to enjoy his time with them. Yeah. And it was a really great – they did a really good job with that. It was a great arc with him. I mean, he he wasn't, you know, just – this one tone character they actually gave him this bizarre character art and in, in the story and i mean not only that but they also um i mean well he was really the only one that had a, a story arc everyone else is still the way the way they are um, exactly nobody changes that's the other thing about this movie is at the end no one changes besides the fact that uh that the mom decides that she actually loves the dad mm-hmm you know, and the dad, I think, I, I think it's really a story about them. If you're looking for the, the, you know, the arc, the change, it's really a story about them and, and him realizing that he's been an asshole and her realizing maybe she's been too hard on him and trying to, you know, and, and trying to rebuild their marriage all in this backdrop of this insane monster that uh, I, the one thing I did love, Roy, my, my favorite um, bit I'll call it a bit in the entire movie was the TV that wouldn't stop bleeding. Yes. <laughs> and the dad picking up and be like, his TV won't stop bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Acting nonchalant about it. Just like, yeah, well this TV won't stop bleeding. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. You know, like it's just a normal occurrence for him. You know, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like they did it. They just did a fantastic job with it. Um, I love the council, uh, the, the, the base, basically like, um, 
I guess you could say like the the Phantom Menace Council moment <laughs> where everyone's gathered around talking about, you know, the, the 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 treaties and everything else. Just just this sci-fi babble that makes absolutely no sense only to them. And to, to you know, assuming that we know about all this back history when we, when we don't, and we just got these great character designs like like the 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 brain in the jar. Oh, that obviously had a hand puppet up it. Yes. So it would pull back its mouth and its teeth would fall fold in on itself. That yes. was great. <clears throat> and, you know, we had that. We had the robotic leader. We had Pandora with wings for eyes because you know that's a logical choice. Uh, <laughs> Just some great designs in this film. Again, you know, this thing is absolutely aware of itself and what it is and what it isn't and what it is trying to be and what it isn't. And that's those are the movies that I absolutely love Mm. are are movies that 100 percent know what they are. I was I was really, really surprised at how funny this movie was. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Legitimately like funny. It is like. The, the line deliveries were spot on. The writing was good. Like they did a good job making it funny from every character. Mm-hmm. Like, like everything from the, the little girl being, um, you know, being per, like delivering really precocious, like pseudo, I, you know, so pseudo evil lines, mm-hmm. but that's just, but it's not. So juxtapose this with that damn movie we watched from Canada. What Which was one? That? The one with the one with the the one where they're throwing people in the hole in the in the trogs the oh, trogs. yeah the pit yeah yeah let's juxtapose this with the pit because they're very similar right you get a you get a a, a kid who finds this thing and they can use it like like this girl was obviously much more likable than that dumb Canadian kid in the in oh that god movie. yes yeah you know they made her really funny and genuinely likable like. Like if you had a precocious kid from a, a pseudo broken home that um, that found this power and just wants to be liked, of course, you know, they would use it for that, mm-hmm. you know, and you got her older brother who's, you know, really cares about his sister, but is just kind of along for the ride trying to keep her out of trouble, basically. He's you know? very much an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the, the love interest kid <laughs> that just wants to pay attention to her. And and the guy's like, do you want me to do the love spell? <laughs> yeah, t- turns him into this giant brain with eyeballs and tentacles. Yeah, like, like, and then everybody's just okay with it. Yeah, like that's the best part of it for me is just everybody's like, yep, that's that's it, that's what's happening, kid. With <laughs> so good, you know, everybody from the 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 brief instance we get to see the cops that show up. When they're learning oh. the crazy ball. When it, when it becomes Biocop, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, what's great now hand in a cop's face. And now what's great is is that uh, there's actually a short film out there called Biocop that's directed by him, and it's just it's hilarious. You need if you've not seen it, you have to watch it. It's hilarious. It's this fake trailer for a film called Biocop, and apparently this is supposed to be the origin of that character. Uh, so it's kind of okay. like an inside joke for the director himself. Um, but yeah, the whole thing with the cop going around going, uh, uh, trying to co- kill himself. Oh, you know? it's so good. It's so good. Hands her the Valentine's heart and she's telling people that this is the way they should treat her. And she yeah. just says, please kill me please on the inside. Me. 
he tries shooting work. himself in the head and the kit doesn't work at yeah yeah i forgot about it. i was just talking about like their first meeting but i forgot that the cop goes on a journey with him for a while until uh <laughs> until his bad guy counsel shows up and then of course we have to talk about one of my favorite running gags in the movie the hunky boys Oh, God, the hunky boys. He's in the hunky boys. <laughs> I don't care for hunky boys. I don't care for oh, hunky boys. Or do I? <laughs> and in the end, not my hunky boys. Not my hunky boys. <laughs> I, it's just so many moments. It just, it's like, I, I, like I said, I forgot how much fun this film is. And just you know, giggling and laughing throughout the whole thing. My my personal actual if if I had to choose an absolute favorite scene in this movie, it's when uh, Psycho Gorman is wounded and is in desperate need of help. So they have to contact the father and they do so by doing this like screaming telepath of Psycho Gorman's oh, yes, face he's in the bathroom. while he's taking a shit in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's like. It's like he's just sitting there because he just had a fight with his wife and he lost. And, you know, he's trying to, you know, do what you do when you lose a fight and you hate that you lose. And suddenly it appears and just goes Rah! in his face. And he just almost crushes the toilet out of fear. And he falls in the tub and just screaming. It's just screaming at him. It's not like I'm injured. Come help me. It's just like, oh. Come find me at the at the crevice. Wait, where's that at? And it's like it keeps appearing, and you could tell that it's the daughter giving him directions through psycho face. It disappears and then reappears with with like more information periodically. Like yes. for the next, so good, so good. They did and, such a good job. Yeah, and see, if, the, the thing that kills me is, is that if you've not, it's like you were saying earlier in the episode, I'm only familiar with The Void. I'm not familiar with anything else that he's done. So when you go from a movie like The Void, and then you make this the next one that he's done, it's such a juxtaposition, mm-hmm. because The Void is not like this at all. <laughs> the <laughs> Void is much more serious and, and creepy and, and terrifying, and then you go to this, and you're just laughing your ass off at the, the yeah. silliness of the film. Um it's it's too bad this didn't get a chance to go into theaters because this would have been a massive midnight movie. Um, I, mean, I think it'll. I, I have a feeling movie. it might end up like repertory. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those movies. It. You know, especially I think since the last year, I think a lot of stuff that came out in the last year that didn't get the conversation that it should have mm-hmm. will will be released in theaters at some point. I really. Yeah. Because yeah, this one is is screaming midnight fun you know just just go and laugh with a bunch it's of funny it's it, it is actually touching like they managed to manage to make you care about the characters mm-hmm. you know and it's dumb and you feel dumb for caring like like at the end when they're doing the frig you song you know to <laughs> yes. muster up the 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 courage to go ahead and do what they're going to do like like there's also a scene it should be said where Psycho Gorman rips the bones out of somebody and makes a giant sword. Oh, yes, out of Pandora, yes. Yeah, that should be noted. Um, There's just so many fun beats. Um, It makes you legitimately care about something in this ridiculous-ass movie, which I still like. Like, it shows a real genius for for Mm movie-making. You know, like, like, this movie shouldn't have been as good as it is. (laughs) 
you know, it's hard enough to make a not this movie good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, to, but to take this subject matter and make it legitimately good deserves something. And um, another thing that I love is, is that, you know, when they're deciding his name and, you know, they're doing things like, you know, she's commanding him to run in place and then she gets tired for that. So she tells him to clap his hands. Yeah, the clapping hands. It's great. And, you know, when they finally settle on the name Psycho Gorman, he's like, I refuse to be called such a stupid name. And then when he finally, you know, owns his name and tells his name to Pandora, who's been defeated, she's like, what an incredibly awesome name. (laughs) (laughs) They had a really, like, an interesting, like, like Pandora coming and making mom into a avatar or a, a crusader <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> like, like it, it was, it was a weird movie from like a lot of standpoints, but it's exactly like, like this is Mr. Boogity on crack. Yeah. Is what it is like it's next level. Like, like somebody grew up with a lot of nostalgia Figured out how to make some good movies and and went buck wild and just said I'm gonna do this. Mm. I can't wait for you to watch Manboard now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait now. I mean, if this is if this is how his outrageous movies are, then yeah, I honestly can't wait to see it either because this is two out of two for me for this director. I loved The Void and I love Psycho Gorman, so uh, something tells me that I'm gonna have to really watch Stephen Kostansky's. Uh, uh, film career because it's obvious that when it comes to making movies he knows how to make a fun film he really yes. does yes this this goes highly recommended from us oh yeah i think we both can say that that's why it wasn't a a normal movie release i don't think was this a normal one for us or was no, this, this just one we were doing yeah we're just doing this on the side i mean okay yeah I, I, yeah this thing is just it's beyond fun it really is right. and we we're both going to love it so you have to. That's what it comes down to. And I, I'm going to have to. I haven't watched this one yet. Um, and I'm surprised I haven't because I've watched every other film in this franchise. But he also directed Leprechaun Returns. Uh, so I'm going to have to, I think, go back now and watch Leprechaun Returns to see just how silly and bizarre that film is. Then, Because already it's a Leprechaun movie, so it's not going to be one of the... The, the greatest films ever made. When you sit down and watch a Leprechaun movie, you know what you're getting. Uh, but now knowing that he's the director of it, yeah, I'm going to have to sit down and watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, apparently Dad acted in Wolf Cop 2. So that's yeah, another couple movies that we should talk about at some point. Yeah, I haven't seen... Cops. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one yet. I, oh, I mean, shit! I'm, I'm sorry, I know. I mean the second one. I okay. love the first one. The first one cracked me up. But yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch the sequel yet. And I, I understand, uh, Roy, that you watched Aquarium of the Dead. Yes, I did watch Aquarium of the Dead. Um, it's special. Um, <laughs> um, I found out it's a sequel. I can't. I, I was like, because they kept, you know, referring to stuff that happened in the past. Because the movie just literally just. I mean, I know the asylum, you know, wants to get to the point and and everything, but. It really gets to the point super fast and not even within a minute shit starts happening. And I'm like, what the hell? And I find out that this is actually a sequel uh, to the movie Zombies because apparently the the serum or whatever the hell it is 
that they use on the animals that turns them into these you know zombie-like creatures going after the, the the people inside the aquarium it also happened at this zoo down the street which is where zombies is set at nice so, yeah so you know they they find out that the you know that they had a quote-unquote incident at the zoo so they were told to destroy all you know supplies of this thing well idiot man doesn't do it and and because of that there is a zombie animal rising in the aquarium but what i love is that it's not every single animal in the aquarium it's only select animals that this happens to <laughs> um with not even within 30 seconds of the movie we get this octopus die then resurrect as a zombie bitch slap the hell out of this <laughs> nurse and kill two people i love the asylum so much i love the <laughs> asylum so much we, I miss we, writing reviews for the Asylum movies that I used to do for uh, USG. Like, <laughs> we get um, we get an attack by a zombie walrus. We uh, we get an attack by zombie spider crabs, um, zombie sea stars, of course, um, zombie sharks. Um, in fact, there's even a joke about Sharknado in the movie. Uh, and also, we get a zombie alligator, which. The scenes with the zombie alligator, they're freaking out and trying to run away from this alligator, but the alligator is walking with all the speed of Cars the Mummy dragging his foot behind him. And, <laughs> and they're freaking out. Uh, Vivica A. Fox is the big name in this film, and she spends the majority of this film sitting behind a desk trying to reboot a computer. Yep. <laughs> I love the asylum so much, man. And when she goes to battle with the giant octopus, spoiler alert, she loses. Uh, but right when she's about to go into battle, she, she just like has this electrical cable and she's like, fried calamari, my favorite. <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous film. Um, I was cracking up the whole time. I really was. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I ex especially for the zombie warrior stuff. The zombie warrior stuff is just so batshit crazy that that and the crabs is just like wow. You're just simply like wow through the whole film. And I love it. Just it begins and it just ends. And that's it. <laughs> <clears throat> I I I'm telling you, like I told you this when you were telling me about the movie, and and you mentioned that it was from the same. Um, you mentioned that it was the same, you know, the same universe that that I always pronounced it zombies, but from that zombies is from whatever it is. Like at that point, I decided I wanted an entire shared, like I want all of this stuff, all of the asylum stuff to happen in one shared universe. Yeah. All the Sharknados, all the outbreaks, all the geostorms, everything to happen in the same universe. Yeah, I'm surprised it doesn't, to be honest with you. But it, with the with the with the Sharknado joke that happens, I got to admit the Sharknado joke could have been a little stronger than it was. Uh, but yeah, they do they do make a reference to Sharknado in this thing. So hell yeah. But um, if if you're a sucker for really bad horror films like this, it's definitely worth a watch. And I wouldn't say it's worth the own, uh, but it's definitely at least worth a gander at least once, just to say you've seen it to believe it. I'm sure it'll hit streaming at some point, you know, and you'll yeah. be able to watch it. 
And so that uh, wraps up our discussion of Psycho Gorman. Like I said, we're going to probably do another one of these in June on top of the film that we're already doing because we got the um, we we got, we got the uh, the lost George Romero movie coming directly to right. Shutter at one point in June. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, so we'll probably do another one of these. But in June, again, our movie is Can't Stop the Music, which is an ironic title for the film. Uh, since it came out right when the disco craze died and this movie was supposed to be like the big, uh, supposed to be this big event movie of 1980. And that's when the whole disco is dead movement began. Um, so yeah, it's a very ironic title. And of course we're watching it because it's about the village people and June is pride month. So why not? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Why not? Why not sully the good name of Pride Month by watching Can't Stop the Music? (laughs) All right, gang. Um, If you want to see Psycho Gorman, it is currently right now streaming exclusively on Shudder. We can't recommend Shudder enough. It's a fun, fun uh, channel. It's only like $5 a month. You not only are able to watch films like Psycho Gorman on there, but there's a great documentaries, uh, anthology series like Creep Show. Um, you got Joe Bob Briggs on there doing his films, which is a blast to watch as well. But uh, yeah, do yourself a favor and, and watch Psycho Gorman and have a blast. Agreed. All righty, Matt. Well, this is uh, Ed for this episode. We will see you in June when we uh, talk about uh, the disco fever of Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> And we'll see you then. Bye.